Welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Show Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. Now, I do have a slight disclaimer, and this will help you decide whether you stay or whether you go. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I'm not meant for you. I'm not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer, your mentor, your medium, baby. I cannot help you with where you are at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. I see that we made it through last week and we are here now together better than ever. I know you guys had an amazing week last week. Was it challenging? For sure, you're right on. Uh, but we are here now. And first of all, I would like to say thank you. Thank you to everybody that listens to this doggone podcast. Um, I appreciate y'all. Um, y'all are making a difference, not just in my life, but in your life as well. So <laughs> thanks. Uh, my last week was pretty good, though. I will have to say I met some new friends, um, had some tea with them. That was amazing. I hung out also with um, one of my old dear friends and her beautiful boys. And we had a girls night slumber party with pizza. So good. (sighs) Yesterday was September 11th. I know we're doing it on Tuesday. Typically we do it on Monday. But, you know, to each their own. Um, Yesterday, I had to deal with some of the consequences that are still left over from an older version of me. I am still dusting off that version of me that got me where I'm at today and this little last bit yesterday um she we're we're gonna say goodbye to her after we get all of this situated but that's one thing that I also wanted to talk to y'all about in this intro because you know we don't do it too we don't get too crazy in the intro you know (laughs) um I know that when we are growing and we are expanding and we are becoming these new versions of ourselves, it can be hard for us to continue to pay for energetically, emotionally, mentally, physically um, the consequences of the actions of an older version of you. If the old version of you were able to handle it, it wouldn't be present. Okay. Um, I know for a fact the old version of me, <laughs> the older version of me could not handle it. So I am thankful and I'm grateful that I'm able to close these last chapters 
of a different part of me, a part of me, a version of me where I was learning, where I was wild and I thought I knew everything. And I found out I don't know shit, Jon Snow. I mean, that the more we know, the more we learn and the more we know, the more we understand that we don't know. And I'm grateful and I'm thankful that um, I am able to have this perception and this perspective on the situation And I am preparing to wash my hands of it. So don't be hard on yourselves when we have old versions of us showing up and we have to fix the things that they did. And it also put me into, it also put me in check because I'm always like, oh, future Kristen will deal with that. (laughs) Future Kristen, like we'll let future Kristen deal with that. I don't think I'm going to be doing that anymore. <laughs> Future Kristen is working too hard to uh, be the version that she's expanding into. And who am I to put her in a predicament that she may not have even signed up for? So we're learning. I'd be telling y'all I'm healing, not healed. Okay. <sighs> this week on the episode of podcast. Um, not, um, this week on the episode of podcast, we will be talking about nurturing our inner garden and reaping the abundance. Last week, we talked about planting the seed and setting the intentions. Well, this week, we're talking about how we nurture it. We're also going to do a little guided meditation this week. Um, Our crystal of the week is already posted. Uh, We will get to that in this episode. Um, I also have a little spread for you guys. I'm also going to be doing a collective spread. And we have this gorgeous, gorgeous new moon in Virgo. And there's a lot of great transits that are supporting this new moon. Very expansive transits. Um, So get comfortable, relax. If you're driving, bitch, don't relax, okay? And let's get ready for this. We'll keep it simple because this week, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be pussy popping on a handstand, but let us prepare. This week, astrologically speaking, uh, it is a little juicy. Um, we, we got some good vibes going on. We see Mercury going direct toward the end of the week. We have the new moon at the beginning of the week. Uh, but all in all, it, it's pretty good. Um, we started the week with the moon in Leo. It's squaring off with Jupiter and Taurus. And we know that Jupiter is retrograde. Um... So, yes, we have this clashing energy between the moon and Jupiter. Um, So we're going to see challenges when it comes to how we self-express, when it comes to generosity, when it comes 
to even our abundance. Uh, we're going to see these challenges. We're going to see this tension with Jupiter retrograde in Taurus. It may indicate a need to revisit or reevaluate our financial matters or approach or how we approach our material wealth. This transit is going to encourage us to be mindful. I'm going to say this again. It is going to encourage us to be mindful of extravagance and how we place our energy in relation to the extravagance that we think we deserve versus what we actually deserve. So making sure that you're finding a balance uh, between our desire for recognition, that, that Leo energy, and being practical and grounded, especially when we're talking about Taurus and, and we're talking about our emotions and our monies. So <laughs> let's go. So then we have this new moon in Virgo. Um, so we, we know, right? A new moon starts a new lunar cycle, uh, bringing fresh energy and opportunity for growth. Virgo energy is very grounded and practical and detail oriented, emphasizing self-improvement and organization. During this new moon, there is a focus on self-reflection and personal growth. I'll get into why I'm putting heavy emphasis on this in one moment. One moment, please. There's also an emphasis on making practical changes in your life. Remember, if we have unrealistic expectations, we have to do unrealistic things to attain them. Pay attention to the details, especially when it comes to setting your intentions, planting your seeds, or even making plans for improvement. With Virgo's analytical nature, it's going to encourage us to have and do those that introspective work or even that self-assessment or get a thermometer or a gauge on our self-awareness even. It's a great time to identify areas of your life that require attention, such as your health or work or your daily habits or your routines. Okay. I squirreled too far. I squirreled too far. Shit. Oh, let me just use this. The lunar, this lunar flip, flip, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> This lunar phase highlights the importance of being organized and efficient in all aspects of our life. Um, there's a little emphasis on finances. We'll get into that in a little bit. So uh, continue or excuse me, not continue. Consider making a to do list or uh, decluttering your physical and mental space, uh, finding a way to simplify your routines to increase productivity. Remember, clutter holds on to energy, negative energy, energy that we don't want, energy that doesn't serve us. So the more that we are organized, the easier it is for our abundance of all sorts to come in. 
Virgo is also associated with service and helping other others. So this new moon is going to provide opportunities to reflect on how you can contribute positively to your community or support those in need or support those around you, right? But it, we don't do the give and take. We do a give, give. Uh, this new moon is great for intention and goal setting, set clear, realistic expectations, smart goals, babes. During this um, Virgo new moon, focus on what you wish to achieve and how you can improve yourself. Okay. When we're talking about um, the other part of the new moon, astro the new moon on the other end of the astrological aspects, right? Virgo is associated with the herb chamomile. And it is known for its calming properties, often used to promote relaxation, aid digestion, and even soothing the, nerv the nervous system. You can incorporate chamomile into your new moon rituals by brewing a tea, using it in a bath, or placing it on your altar, dried on an altar. You can burn it. You could do like um, your whole herb burn if you'd like. The tarot card that is uh, associated with this Virgo new moon. There's actually two because I was looking and I was like, let me do the hermit because it's Virgo. But I was like, mm, is that really associated? So then I did some investigative reporting and I came up with two. So, well, actually three. Mm. We'll lean more toward two. I'm not going to tell you what the third one is. If you can think of it, that's great. Mm. The Hermit is about that introspection, self-reflecting, uh, that self-solitude. When we're talking about spiritual growth, a lot of people have this misunderstanding that the Hermit in tarot means you go into your shell, that you cut off. the. That's not what it is. It's about introspection and reflection, Right. We're talking about solitude within our growth. That does not mean that it cannot require assistance. Because if we're talking about going into our shell and only focusing in on solitude, that means we are also pushing out the divine. Okay? It encourages us to take time for self-analysis to evaluate our goals and consider all of the things that are in our path, including the people, stepping back, getting a bird's eye view, right? I also then said the Eight of Pentacles, because we know that the Eight of Pentacles is about preparation. It's about preparation when it comes to our abundance. It's about mastery, right? So I chose two. The color that is associated with Virgo is earthly shades of green, <laughs> I really be wondering what I think when I'm writing down these things to prepare. <laughs> anyway, earthly, I mean, earthly shades of green. Green represents growth, healing, abundance, balance, uh, fertility even. It can stimulate the feelings of tranquility and harmony, connecting us with nature, further grounding us. So in any new moon rituals or around this new moon, uh, wearing green or using green candles 
or even surrounding yourself um, in nature, fresh flowers. I, I know for me during this lunation, based on the other transits in my own personal practice, do what the fuck you want, bitch. I do me. <laughs> I will be going and getting um, a lot of fresh flowers because uh, that's the energy that I want to pull toward me during this new moon. This new moon in Virgo is uh, the number, it symbolizes the number nine, which is completion, wisdom, and even spiritual advancement. So it's going to encourage us to reflect on our lessons learned and release what no longer serves us. Opening up spaces for new beginnings. Hence why I was able to like, that's why I really think when I was talking about in the intro, I was able this week to really step back and do, and do that and do that inner work right that shadow work session on the way to the courthouse on the way back from the courthouse right I, i was able to really do that reflecting and have those shadow moments with myself like this is the end it's not the beginning it's not it's nothing else like this is the last of it so being able to have those moments because again this is a new moon of completion while also helping us with spiritual advancements, but we have to be able to use our wisdom to move us forward. Remember, remember, you're a bad bitch and don't forget it. Anyway, so, okay, so this next transit. Oh, also, also, let me say this. Um, the the Kasimi moon, which is usable one half hour before and one half hour after the sun and moon conjunct um it is a great and important time confirmation burp to step back and look at the bigger picture so even before we see this lunation right this new moon definitely a half hour before definitely a half hour after that whole hour hour and a half you need to be on it pussy popping on a handstand twerking to the gods uh, open uh, open your legs and your life and your spirit <laughs> to this lunation. let me calm down anyway get 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 your shit done okay so this is i about this is my favorite and it's confirmation because one of my resource books that i use llewellyn llewellyn what up girl <laughs> One of the books that I use for um, my um, transits is this Llew- is the Llewellyn Daily Planetary Guide. And this week, this is also their favorite transit. It is also mine. It was the first one that I noticed when I was looking at the chart for this week. Um, the new moon in Virgo is going to trine Uranus and Taurus. <sighs> I'm going to read this exactly how I wrote it, okay? The trine aspect between the new moon in Virgo and Uranus in Taurus brings a harmonious flow of energy. Virgo's practicality practicality and attention to details blends well with Uranus's innovative and unconventional nature. This alignment encourages us to embrace change, especially in the realm of work, routine, and financial matters. 
This is a time to explore new approaches to your daily life and embrace technological advancements that can streamline your routine. I love this transit because it's basically like, bitch, out with the old, in with the new. If you're used to doing it this way, do it this way and it's going to be 10 times better. Okay? Okay. I will probably, honestly, um, I will probably put this transit in the server um, because it is, um, it's one that we need to really ground ourselves and gain a better understanding of to help us push forward. Like, it's literally pushing us into new routines. And if we're not utilizing it, <laughs> anyway, Mercury also goes direct, um, but it's going to remain, it's going direct on Friday. Uh, but it will remain in the storm until the 19th of September. So we'll still see, we'll still see a little, you know, you know, because when Mercury, the planet of communication and intellect goes direct in Virgo, it's going to give a time of clarity and reduce confusion with our thought processes and our communication. Um, so even though I'm saying that retrograde, Mercury goes direct on Friday, but it is in its storm until the 19th. That means that we will still feel and see the effects of Mercury retrograde up until the 19th of September. Uh, this is an ideal time for reviewing and refining, refining the plans as we start seeing that energy of retrograde uh, deplete. So, you know... I really wouldn't fuck around until, you know, after the 15th, but just know that the 15th to the 19th, you could still fuck around and find out, okay? I then have Venus in Leo squaring Jupiter and Taurus, which is retrograde. With Venus in Leo, with Venus in Leo forming that square aspect to Jupiter and Taurus in retrograde, there is going to be, listen, there's going to be tension between love, beauty, and the need to expand. Venus represents values, aesthetics, relationships, while Jupiter is going to seek growth and abundance. So this transit can bring desires for extravagance, but with Jupiter retrograde, it is important to reevaluate our approach to the material and financial matters. So be mindful of being overindulgent and focus on finding a balance between self-expression, generosity, and practicality. Do not let your emotions get the best of you, friend. Okay, we're the fucking Peaky Blinders. Oh, at least that when we come down. <laughs> I've been watching Peaky Blinders and Arthur, that's my motherfucking dude. He be hollering all the time for no reason. Anyway, uh, don't let your emotions get the best of you. Okay, toward the end of the week. All in all, all in all, whether you're searching for new prospects in love or career, the week is bursting with exciting energy. How are you going to use it to your advantage?
Okay, third time is the charm. Mercury is doing his thing today. The crystal of the day is Chariot White. I was waiting to see if it stopped recording. The crystal of the day is Chariot White. Um, as you know, you can head over to Crystal Pisces Studios or click the link in my description or head over to my website. Uh, Marley, Miss Marley over at Crystal Pisces has an amazing section for the crystal of the week. And actually, it's going to be on the front page of her website. So you can head over and see all of the cherry white that she has. And um, great crystals, great energy, great 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 quality um so make sure you head over there but the crystal of the week is cherry white the reason why i like cherry white <clears throat> is because um so we know we have seven chakras right but then when we put our hands etheric when we let our feet touch when our feet touch pretend that's my feet all you nasty i'm just kidding we don't judge we don't kink shame here pretend those are your feet touching each other that's called your earth star so cherry white and i know i'm saying it wrong but i can't not say it right it's just it's one of those for me it is great for the etheric the crown the third eye skips over the throat that's what she said heart solar plexus and then we have earth star okay it's great for psychic abilities, intuition, transformation, stress relief, insight, master fear, mastering fear, transmuting negative energy, trust, aura cleansing, life path, spiritual awakening, self-discipline, bridging the spiritual and physical worlds, lucid dreaming, and calming in patience. It's great for the planet Jupiter and Neptune. It's great for the planet Jupiter and Neptune. It's the zodiac sign Virgo, Scorpio, Saggy Titties. I mean Sagittarius. I mean Saggy Titties. Wait, Sagittarius. The element of wind. Also, also, um, the colors are purple, black, white, gold, yellow, and a little bit of green. Every now and again, there'll be some green in cherry white. On the hardness scale, it is between a five and a six. As you guys know, this I'm not sponsored by Crystal Council. However, if you know somebody that knows somebody that can get me sponsored by them, like a holler at a bitch, let me know. Email me, Kristen at witchbitchtarot.com. Uh, we're reading straight from Crystal Council. Okay, this is how I educate myself on crystals. So this is how I also educate you on crystals. Oh, I also use Marley to help educate me over at Crystal Pisces Studios. Yes, another shameless plug. Sucking ass. Anyway, um, when we're talking about cherry white, it is also known as the lilac stone um, and is a rare potassium, barium, calcium, storminum, sodium, hydro-rich silicate mineral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This crystal was discovered in late 1940s and was named after the Chara River in eastern Siberia, Russia. Wow. Although it was faintly talked about during that time, it did not explode onto the market until 1978 with the help of Russian geologists. One of the main reasons we believe this stonin, stonin stone wasn't fully recognized until recently was due to its lackluster raw appearance 
When cherry or white appears in a raw form, it is opaque and doesn't give the milky fibrous sheen that takes a jeweler's hand to bring to life. The colors range from deep purple to lilac pink and are commonly found with quartz of, with, excuse me, with inclusions of quartz and magnesium. This is one of the very few stones that at first glance may seem heat treated or dyed and is nearly impossible to fake the natural violet waves of cherry white. So have no fear when purchasing this stone. And cherry white can be a little bit on the pricey side. Hold that thought. If you guys didn't know, I am streaming live when I do these podcast episodes and i call them the uncut episodes so make sure that you're following me or you're in the discord server so i can tell you where i'm live streaming at (laughs) one second i gotta go get it so i can show the viewers that are viewing ruckus 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 so i have one tower of cherry white and she is Gorgina. I also have a cherry or white um, bracelet. And yeah, they are on the little pricey side. But, you know, quality versus quantity. And also, like, it feels so good. I wish I could squeeze it until it explodes. Um, cherry or white is a multi-dimensional stone that is a so that assists one in connect. Let me start over. <laughs> Let me start over. Cherry or white is a multi-dimensional stone that assists one in connecting with spirit guides, deities, and entities of other realms. Our third eye crown and etheric chakra system is truly stretched to the limits when working with this stone, uh, especially when it's placed on the forehead. The energies released with cherry or white instantly activate the pineal gland and allows for a hasty development of transdimensional vision. Through deep meditation with cherry or white, one may soon receive symbolic imagery uh, depicting aspects within our own present life. Cherry white's active energy helps remove the facade we place upon ourselves. This is why I chose this crystal this week because if we're doing introspective work to prepare for harvesting our growth, we have to knock away the facade that we put on ourselves and show to other people. In the moment, this false shareholder of your consciousness seeks comfort, safety, and stability. Um, Our desires for these feelings may cause us to act out in fear. Um, This mindset is not healthy healthy for somebody with growth and expansion on their mind. So cherry white is great when we're talking about furthering our own evolution. Cherry white is going to also dissolve falsehoods of ourself and places us on a platform that yields confidence and self-acceptance. Um, When we're talking about etheric protection with so much negativity around us every day. Now, some bitches be like, I'm not negative. No. Positive love and light. 
you're not living in the same world that we are living in. <laughs> so, Terry White is an excellent source when we're talking about etheric and psychic protection. We are frequently under attack from unknown sources as well as our own loved ones, sometimes even by accident when they be talking shit, when they be talking that shit. Okay. Cherry White provides a cloak of protection around your entire auric field, allowing only positive energy to pierce and penetrate. Penetrate your soul. Okay. When you are in this safe space, quote, that was the air quotes, you can't see them on the podcast. Your mental capacity should feel widely expanded and uh in your emotional body in a serene state let me tell you about my experiences with cherry white and this is why i love it even though i don't even say the name right um i I used it for i knew that it was great for the third eye i'm when i meditate i love getting that crystal on my pineal gland right on my third eye and my first experience with cherry white i I think I just had a bracelet at that point and I like curled it up into a little circle and I put that joker on my forehead. When I tell you, I feel like I was instantly teleported (laughs) to uh, a different place. It it was instant. I was like, oh, I need a tower. I'm about to make a grid. I think this is great. Now, now hear me out. If you do not use crystals during your healing during your practices your meditative practices if you're just getting into crystals with your meditative practices maybe you shouldn't put this on your third eye for your first time around Uh, i i wouldn't do that that's just my opinion now do what the fuck you want you can do whatever you want. I know how y'all like to tussle. Okay? Do whatever the fuck you want. I ain't got nothing to do with it. That's just my opinion. And you know what they say about those. They're like assholes. Everybody has one. Okay? And that's mine. What will you be using your cherry white for? Uh, I can't even say it. This week. All right, so last week we talked about um, what it looked like to harvest our intentions, setting intentions when it comes to our growth and our expansion, right? Well, this month we're going to talk, this month, excuse me, this week, we're going to talk about nurturing your garden and reaping the benefits and the abundance of them. Um, So even cultivating the abundance within um we'll talk about our inner garden emotional well-being we're going to touch on a guided meditation so uh if you're driving you won't be able to participate but if you're not driving please participate it's gonna be amazing um we're even gonna talk about some herbal correspondence uh that can definitely 
help us out during this month uh, we already kind of touched on it especially with this new moon um, but chamomile definitely right now is going to be great when we're talking about that emotional balance but we'll get into that so um don't forget practicality practicality versus spirituality through this segment okay um so when we're talking about the inner garden of your emotional well-being um think about the concept of your inner garden as a metaphor for your well-being just as you tend to a physical garden to help flourish it you must also nurture your emotions for personal growth like imagine your inner world as a vast garden this is i I wrote i typed this out i had to wrote a whole scenario so i'm reading it straight from my nose i'm gonna go fuck (laughs) um teeming with a variety of emotions each emotion is like a unique plant in your garden requiring different forms of care and attention when you tend to your emotional garden think of watering it with self-compassion nourishing it with self-reflection and allowing the sunlight of positive thoughts to shine upon it i'm gonna read that again for the hose in the bag when you tend to your emotional garden Think of watering it with self-compassion, nurturing it with self-reflection, and allowing the sunlight of positive thought to shine upon it. Yeah, I did that. You see me? (laughs) Just as a well-tended garden flourishes, your emotional well-being thrives. When you actively cultivate it. Think about like when you're faced with stress or some shit just doesn't go your way. Perfect example, this whole situation. The people that are watching the uncut episode, they see it. They're seeing me. I'm like, but think about when you're faced with like a stressful situation or stressful thing. Consider how... Practices like deep breathing, meditation, or even journaling can be like giving water to a thirsty plant. Almost a way to revitalize or restore balance. Start thinking about the actions that you take, whether it's deep breathing, whether it's having that mindful minute, whether it's being open-minded enough to know when you're being closed-minded, whether it's self-compassion, start thinking about that like you're watering a plant. Like I know there's hella plant moms out here. I just redid my whole bathroom and it's covered in pothos. Did you know, fun fact, that pothos are actually really good in your bathroom because they thrive in human environments. My pothos in the matter of two weeks, oh my God. Oh my God. But think about it like that, right? You don't forget to water your plants. Why the fuck are you forgetting to journal? Right? 
You don't forget to go to the grocery store to nourish your physical body. Right? To feed it for fuel. Why are you not doing that introspective work and educating yourself on how to be more self-compassionate or even have these moments of reflection? I think that also goes into being aware of what we are consuming emotionally and mentally. Okay. When we're talking about herbal correspondence for emotional balance um, and the emotional, excuse me, um, and how it can help when we're talking about emotions. Chamomile, she does that. I'm trying to tell y'all. I know that people are like, oh, drink some chamomile tea. It'll make you go to sleep. Okay. Mm -hmm. But it also has some really great um benefits especially when we're talking about in our spiritual practice uh when we're talking about going through some hard moments in shadow work i actually just wrote about chamomile if you did not know i hold classes every monday or tuesday and uh, this week we're doing shadow work class it's actually tonight Tuesday, September 12th. So if you're listening to this after, you have missed it. You should have signed up for the emails. Um, But I talk about how chamomile or drinking a chamomile tea is actually great when we are journaling or we're working through um, some shadows, shining light on shadows. Uh, it, it it, It possesses unique properties that directly impact our emotional state. Um, chamomile to um, is akin to a natural remedy for calming and soothing emotions. So brewing a cup of chamomile tea is like soothing the oasis of your emotional garden. Similar to rose, um, With its gentle scent, it is known to promote self-love and even emotional healing. I have a recipe that I will be giving out during my class that uh, is heavy chamomile, heavy uh, rose, and it is for self-love, self-reflection, even if we're going and shining lights on shadows and I'm not just making this shit up. Like it, it has the properties to alter um, our emotional state. Imagine um, putting even cam- fresh chamomile or just chamomile or roses in a vase during some challenging times. I, I, w- I want you to start thinking or reflecting or even start doing this when you're going through some moments um, that are tough, that are emotionally draining even. Give yourself some kindness and self-love and it can be any flower. Confirmation burp, excuse me. Um, But definitely the rose, definitely that chamomile tea. Um, Yes. So then when we're talking about embracing abundance through gratitude, this is another way to nurture, nurture, excuse me, our inner garden. 
consider how transformative the power of gratitude is. I try to tell y'all, you have to be thankful for every moment. It's not just when you receive something that makes you happy. We, we have to be grateful for all and everything. I, I've been saying this lately. Stop asking why something is happening to you. Start asking why this is happening for you. It's not just a fleeting feeling, but a profound attitude that can shift your perspective. Think back even to moments when a simple act of natural beauty uplifted your spirits. I'm talking, I'm not even talking about a bad bitch natural beauty. The natural beauty of the wind moving the flowers, the natural beauty of seeing corn grow, the natural beauty of a waterfall, hell, the natural beauty of clouds in an airplane, right? These instances, we should take a moment of gratitude and they're, they're like, um, they're fertilizer for our abundance, all abundance, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, financial. That's what gratitude, gratitude is like fertilizer. You know how you put a little bit of sugar in the water every now and again for your flowers, for your plants, depending now, right? gives them that boost that's what gratitude does to your inner garden when you consistently are appreciative of even the small things the small joys you open the doors to attract more positivity not just that you align yourself no matter what with the energy of abundance now i don't know about you but i'm not gonna keep giving a complaining ass bitch something. If they're gonna fucking complain, I ain't giving them shit. That's how the universe be. The universe be like, bitch, you keep complaining, fuck, say thank you. We have to operate. We have to operate and embrace gratitude. Okay? And then even when we're talking about gratitude, a gratitude ritual, right? You can harness um, the element, the elemental forces to amplify our gratitude and manifest abundance. Now, I, I don't know why um, everybody attaches the word abundance to finances. When I say abundance, I mean abundance. You could have an abundance of bullshit, right? <laughs> I mean abundance all around light a candle that represents the fire that represents the fire element symbolizing the passion and the desire we wish to bring into our lives the incense associated with the air element that will carry our intentions and gratitude to the universe spreading them like whispers on a breeze y'all i was rapping when i wrote this you you hear me i'm gonna read that again the incense associated with the air element carries our intentions and gratitude to the universe 
spreading them like whispers on the breeze. Use earthly herbs to ground us in present moments, connecting us to physical realms while also offering water to represent the flow of abundance. Each element plays a crucial part in enhancing the energy of the ritual, making it more a more potent tool, cultivating gratitude and the abundance in our lives. So that's a, a simple ritual that you can do really quick. And make sure you put it in the right direction, okay? I'm not going to tell you what the direction is. Do your research. I'm not actually going to ask that to my Spotify listeners. So sound off um, on Spotify. It will be on the questions for the episode. The question will be, what direction corresponds with each element? Okay. I even then have an abundance harvest jar. I don't even think I'm going to go over that. I think I was doing too much. I'm doing too much. We really, when we need to be focusing on the gratitude, but I mean, you know, or are you not doing enough? I'm gonna leave this one. I'm gonna leave this one out. I'll post this in the server. Um, so to to wrap up nurturing our inner garden, we're gonna do a, a little guided meditation. Okay, so relax, sit back. That's why I started talking slow and sultry. So I can get y'all in the mood for this guided meditation, okay? We're going to do a guided meditation. Get comfortable. It's about nurturing our inner garden. It's going to be a visualization. So sit down. If you're driving, please do not sit down. Keep driving. Do this when you get home. I want you to start by closing your eyes and we're going to take three deep breaths. Breathe in Breathe out Breathe in Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. I want you to visualize your inner garden as a lush, sanctuary within you. Each emotion takes a vivid form. Your happiness appears as a vibrant sunflower. Your sadness as a gentle weeping willow. 
as you begin to move through your inner garden toward the happiness as a sunflower, what plants, emotional plants, need to be tended? What needs to be done to allow them to continue to flourish? Imagine the flowers, the fruits, the grass. Imagine yourself watering them. Nurturing them. Witnessing them grow stronger and healthier. Mirroring your own emotional growth. How do you feel as you are tending to your inner garden? How do you feel nurturing your inner garden? Now turn around in your garden. And notice the weeping willow. Notice everything that you nurtured, intended to between the weeping willow and your sunflower. Notice the abundance. Notice the colors. Notice the shift. Notice the effortlessness it took to nurture your inner garden. 
take a deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Make sure you carry a sunflower in your pocket today. A physical one, the visualization of one, or even a trinket of one to remind you of the happiness you are cultivating and nurturing in your inner garden. I hope you guys enjoyed that meditation. Now we're going to be talking about nurturing abundance when it comes to tarot and how we can use tarot as a tool to help guide us. Uh, even when we're talking about self-care and gratitude through tarot. And, you know, one of my new friends, one of my new friends, shout out to you, Sam Kendu. One of my new friends I had tea with, uh, with them this weekend, right? And we were talking... And uh, we were talking about the importance of the tool, right? If you're just out here slinging cards to find out answers, and not doing the work, and seeking instant gratifications, you're not using your tool right. You're not using. You're not using your tool right. Tarot is there. This is my, this is just me. This is just me. I'm just saying. Tarot can be used as a tool to show you that you are the tool. Okay. We won't get into that though. Because I think we're already at an hour so. I gotta take a deep breath that's that's see i'm nurturing my inner garden thank you self-care and gratitude go hand in hand and self-care is not just important for physical health but also emotional and spiritual health i always say this the self-care that we think about makeup face mask nails massage okay that can be some of those can be self-care especially you know if we're constantly using our physical to exert energy right all that other shit is self-maintenance what we know is self-care that shit ain't really self-care that's self-maintenance if you don't get an oil change your car will stop fucking working if you don't brush your teeth your fucking teeth will fall out if you don't wash your face it'll break the fuck out you see what i'm saying that's not self anyway anyway <laughs> taking time to nurture oneself and practicing behaviors that promote well-being is self-care gratitude is important as it helps us to appreciate abundance 
or excuse me, the abundance that is already present in our lives and it develops a positive mindset. Okay, when we focus on self-care and gratitude, we can nurture ourselves and create space to experience all of the blessings and abundance in our life. I call this, I call this, it's actually a two-part call. I don't know. I, I, here's the thing. I named it twice because I just loved both of the names. <laughs> so I said, Tarot Harvest of Blessings. <laughs> That's cute, right? But then I was like, to go with the garden theme, it can be like Tarot Oasis of the Soul. Right? Right? I like that one better. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, you'll need your tarot deck. You'll need your tarot deck. And um, you can do this later or now. Write it down. Whatever. But we're... I got a spread for us. Okay. That's going to help us with the tarot oasis of our soul. <laughs> um, through practices and spreads like this, it is going to help nurture and nourish the inner landscape to appreciate the abundances in our life. Okay. All that other shit we're not, I tell people this all of the time. We, not even we, y'all are not using or asking the correct questions to help the universe guide you because you just want the answer. Let me stop yelling. So I created this beautiful spread. Okay. <sighs> Card one. It's a self-care card. Okay. Pull a card. And this is going to represent an area of self-care that needs your attention or focus. This is this card represents an area where you need to take care of yourself. In position 2, we have emotional. Let's see what I get. Uh oh. I had a lot that came out. Let's see what I get. In my position one, I have the fool. Okay. I need to focus and take care of myself when it comes to starting new and starting fresh when it comes to the journey that's ahead okay position number two is emotional well-being in this position pull a card that represents your emotions and how you can take care of them this card represents a feeling or emotion that requires your attention or processing let's see what i get the chariot I got the chariot okay I need to focus on the duality on the balance on the ebb and the flow this is my spread this is like y'all use this spread on you the cards that I'm pulling 
are for me personally. I said I was going to be more vulnerable, so let a bitch be vulnerable, okay? Uh, gratitude is in the third position. This represents something that you are grateful for in your life. I got the eight of wands. I'm grateful for movement. I'm thankful for the space I am able to create. I am thankful for the swiftness it takes place in. Number four, abundance. Pull a card that represents something abundant in your life. This card represents something that is already abundant in your life and that you may be taking for granted. Let's see. Ooh, ah. Yeah, okay, universe, I hear you. I got the nine of cups. My own happiness. I can definitely see that. Uh, I can definitely see that. That internal love, that self uh, awareness. Yeah, okay. All right, universe. Damn, bitch. You know I'm recording this damn episode now. <laughs> and then in the fifth position, I only did five. We know that five is about change. We have to change if we want better. Five, pull a card that represents something you have achieved and that you can celebrate. This card represents something you have achieved and can celebrate a lot of us don't celebrate our wins or successes a lot of us don't give ourselves permission to celebrate our wins and our successes okay let's see what i got Ooh, i got the six of wands you right i don't give myself enough credit for my own victories for my own accomplishments i just had this fucking conversation with my friend I just had this conversation. She has the book of 3,000 questions. Like when I hang out with her, we drink wine and we answer questions out of these books. But like one question we'll talk about for like an hour, right? Because it'll always just evolve. Like it's, oh, I love her. We, uh, these are those, uh, this is a con one of those connections that no matter how much time, no matter how much distance, like when we are linked in, we are linked in, we are like, we are in, um, like we never turn on the TV. We don't even listen to music. We just drink wine and we answer questions from this book. I think this time around, I remember the last time we were like, okay, the next time we do questions, we're going to at least get four done. And I think this time we only did three. Mind you, we were talking for hours, but this is, um, this was one of those questions that came up and um i forgot what the original question was but it evolved into having this aha moment that because those around me aren't winning well not not winning but aren't attaining their goals as fast as i am i do not allow myself to celebrate or I downplay my wins to make them feel more comfortable around my celebration of wins or the lack thereof and I just said I have to stop doing that so for me confirmation universe I hear you <sighs> 
so that that's that's a great spread okay uh, this spread is going to uh, encourage you to self-reflect. It's going to encourage you for self-awareness. And, and it's going to help you with the attitude of gratitude. Not every spread that we pull, we create has to be gut-wrenching and pro so prophetic that like our assholes are going to explode. Like it, it doesn't always have to be like that, okay? <laughs> um, I want to pull a card for the overall energy of this episode if you guys will have me i like that spread that spread is cute look at me so let's get a card for the overall energy of this episode and those that are listening take what resonates leave what doesn't Ooh, i think this is very relevant um i, I think this is very relevant at the bottom, we have the Eight of Pentacles, which is that new moon, right? But the card for the overall energy of this episode and those that are listening, we got the Page of Cups. Okay, we got the Page of Cups. The Page of Cups, for me, it represents a lot of things. But what I'm pulling from this and uh, for me, you investigative report all the fuck you want. You're listening to me. This is my episode. This is how I intuitively read and practice my tarot. I feel like bitches be like, no, that's not what it is because this, this, and this. And I'm like, that is correct, but that's not what I'm getting from this. Anyway, <laughs> we have the page of cups. Okay. The page of cups for me is uh it's about immaturity and the need to emotionally mature am i calling you immature no it's maybe even more naivety 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 yeah naivety naivety i don't think that's the word but i think y'all know what i'm talking about right it's even a naive energy but but it calls especially for a one card pool it's calling for emotional maturity. You need to emotionally grow the fuck up. And that is very hard, especially when we're talking about gratitude and self-awareness and self-care and self-appreciation. A lot of us, believe it or not, are emotionally immature. Right? We may be more emotionally mature in one area of our life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we are in all areas of our life. The Page of Cups also um, is a very fertile card. It can represent um, a child, um, somebody. It could represent pregnancy, especially if we get this Empress and the Page of Cups. It could represent um, a pregnancy. Um, so maybe one of y'all pregnant out there um the page of cups is also um I, I believe don't quote me on this i believe the page of cups is uh venus and pisces don't fucking quote me on that thank you overall though where are you emotionally when it comes to the maturity level? I always say this, 
I always say this, are you open-minded enough and self-aware enough to know when you are being closed-minded and unself-aware? Oh, that'll do it. That'll do it. That'll do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I could not do this without you and I wouldn't want to make sure you head over to witchbitchtarot.com so you can see everything that I have to offer, including my classes. We'll be doing shadow work class today at 7 p.m. Central Standard, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay. Um, also make sure you head over to Crystal Pisces Studio so you can see all of the crystals that she has as well as the crystal of the week, which is cherry white. Now, as you know, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never really know when it comes to witches. Which bitch is which? And no, I do not sell owls. So stop fucking asking. Bye.